Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Threads of Autism podcast. For those of you who listen regularly, you will know that I took a month off in August, thanks to the school holidays, summer here in the UK, and I am happy to say that I'm back. Tenth episode, I think, and apparently not many new podcasters make it past ten episodes, so if you hear no more after this, you know I've fallen into that statistic. However, <laughs> I am really, really enjoying recording them and and have had some wonderful feedback so I hope to continue and you know as far as I'm concerned I will I will never run out of things to say about parenting in general and specifically parenting an autistic child. Today's episode is called Communication Funnies, the joy of the autistic mind and for those of you who are new to the podcast I'll quickly sum up. I am basically Trish, I am a parent no more and This podcast is largely about my autistic son, Henry, who is now 12. He is non-speaking or non-verbal ADHD. And this podcast will never be about telling you what you should be doing. It is merely something for parents, their extended families, their friends, anybody wanting to learn more about what it's actually like. It is something to resonate with, feel less alone about, and hopefully supportive too. I really want to be a positive voice for autism, not a whisper, a voice. And on that positive note, I equally want to tell it like it is, you know, Um, and if there's one thing my friends will absolutely hands down say about me is that I am very honest. (laughs) I think it's turning into tactless in my old age, but hey, (laughs) this is where you'll find it. So I specifically chose the episode for today to be this one and it's one I wanted to record for a while but have been a little bit sort of skeptical about how about how it would be received and I wanted it to be positive because of what we've all just been through with the school holidays if you are the parent of an autistic child no matter what age six seven weeks um, is a very very long time and I know that we are only just coming out of it almost to the end And we are knackered (laughs) and worried about school start and how people will be looking after our children. And I guess the tendency would be to just sort of slump and have a huge fat moan and a whinge about how difficult this really can be in the holidays. The lack of respite, the lack of support, the lack of things for our children to access because everywhere is so unbelievably busy in the holidays. Uh, The fact that we don't go to these wonderful resorts and meet up with friends and, you know, do things that we feel other families perhaps do, um, that we stay largely at home. And, you know, uh, gosh, delightful weather this summer in the UK, real shocker, which hasn't helped either. So, yes, I am specifically choosing something very, very positive and uplifting (laughs) because there is so much positive about autism and it can be absolutely incredible, wonderful, inspiring, moving, absolutely joyous. The funny stories and the joys I'm going to be talking about, I don't want to be interpreted and this is where the sort of, you know, being a bit skeptical about recording the episode has come from. I really don't want people to interpret them as us, me, um, our family laughing at our autistic son. Um, and, you know, either mocking him or making fun of him or commenting on how weird he is and giggling at it because 
that is just not what it is. When we laugh and we find the things that he does so funny, and, and I'm not going to lie, some of them are downright weird in our, in our eyes, it is, it's a kind of joy and it's in its purest form. It's a celebration of how incredible he is, how unique he is, how different he is. And we've always chosen humor over distress and anxiety. And, you know, yeah, some of it is downright weird, but it just it just makes us love him even more. It's the wonder of him, of him, really. And I really wish that the rest of the world could see it that way, too. You know, hence the reason for me putting this out there on the ether. <laughs> I also want to say that it is an absolute privilege to be Henry's mother and it is also a privilege for his dad and his siblings to experience a love for a human being that goes deeper and beyond anything we have each of us ever experienced before. You know, uh, a lot of the time parents of autistic children you know, apart from our biggest sort of, you know, top of the list of we don't want you to is, is obviously judge us or our children or our parenting skills. But another biggie is that we don't actually want your pity. And I guess we see it. I mean, I mean, I see looks that I know are pity. <laughs> and I guess for others, it's kind of comes across as pity, but it's actually meant to be more empathetic. But Often people actually do, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry for you, I'm just awful. Or they apologize for what we're going through because, you know, so much of the time you hear about the hardships. And we really, really don't want your pity. There is nothing to pity us for. There is nothing to be sorry about. These are incredible, incredible individuals. You know, as I've said many times before, and I'll probably repeat it many times in future episodes, most of our struggles, and certainly the complaining and whining, is about getting our children's needs met and how difficult that can be. It's never about the child themselves. So, right, before I launch into these um, funnies, examples, and I mean, gosh, I wish I had written down more of them. I really, really do. Um, I will just stop here to say that there are going to be some changes going forward, uh, possibly a name change for the podcast. Um, it's a few months away yet and certainly a change in my business, which is Autism Threads that you find at www.autismthreads.co.uk. And in light of those changes, which are quite exciting and the right changes to make, and I'm ready for them, and... I wouldn't be doing them if I hadn't started this journey four years ago and have had it led me to where I am now. Um, so in light of those changes coming up in, in months ahead, um, there is going to be a nice big price drop on the website. So have a look out for that um, in the coming weeks. Right, you know, some of the funnies. I mean, one of the great things when you meet up with parents of other autistic children coffee mornings or sort of support groups that, you know, sadly we don't get to go to often enough, mainly because of caring for our own children, especially in the holidays, but also COVID. And also, you know, we, yeah, it's just, it's really tough. We don't sort of socialize with our children and we certainly don't get to have those chats at the school gates. Um, and, and a lot of us like me don't get the play dates either. So, um, 
So these meetups, and even if it's over been over WhatsApp, have been incredibly supportive and meaningful and conversations even with strangers. It's they 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 become close because they live what you live. Um, and it's a wonderful community. And when we do all get together, I mean, I've said this before as well, there's there's a lot of cynicism where I have quite cynical senses of humor. And we share just these wonderful stories about our children that we know are not being judged and that we can be brutally honest about and that we know these other parents see exactly the same funny side of as we do. And it's it's so great. It's such a celebration of the autistic mind, really. And I I really do feel all autistic people have such a wonderful sense of humor in whatever form that comes in. And people might be listening now thinking, well, she's obviously not talking about her child because he's non-speaking, non-verbal. And I have kind of, I definitely will dedicate an episode to, you know, what an actual day in the life of is. (laughs) Because I do feel that sometimes people can't kind of uh, figure out what it's like, what it's actually like to have Henry in the home with me, what it's like day to day to be his mum. And I think the assumption when I say he's highly autistic, because that's my new word, highly, um, you know, not profound or severe, highly autistic, and he's non-speaking, obviously. So I think they, and he makes, you know, if they have briefly met him or seen him, he's full of stimming and funny noises. And I kind of get the impression they also know that many of us are carers for our children. And that they think I kind of get nothing back from this child, that he's quiet because he doesn't speak, that he kind of, I don't know, at a worst case scenario, sits in a corner and rocks away and makes his funny noises and I'm literally spoon feeding him and helping him on the toilet and dressing him and undressing him. And, and I mean, I have been doing many of those things for a significant number of years beyond the average. <laughs> and I still do either supervise or assist in many of those functions too but oh my goodness to not to think that we don't get anything back from this child nothing could be further from the truth he has the most incredible personality as does each and every single autistic person and he is so engaging in his own way and he communicates in his own way not not with words usually and he is a huge part of this family. He's 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 absolutely wonderful. It's difficult to describe. There is constant movement, engagement, and things happening, and connection and communication in various forms with this child every single day. And he is growing up. He is developing in his own way, um, and and that's just wonderful. So I'm going to go back to some of the funnies that stand out in my mind, um, and there are there are so many. But you know, I just kind of gonna pick the ones that that come to mind because they're so memorable and I hope they cheer you all up and it just sort of give you a little window into the into the quite often very literal autistic mind. So um, Henry, my son, like many others, is very good at echolalia, so sort of repeating phrases and words that he hears. And many years ago we were told that that is exactly just what it is. He's not learning to talk he's just echolela repeat repeat it has no meaning for him and on one front that's absolutely true but over the years he absolutely has learned to use that echolalia in I'll say appropriate but relatively appropriate situations his echolalia also means that he can absolutely 100% 
copy, mimic any accent. So whatever cartoon, comic, advert, Disney film, whatever it is that he's watching, he can get the accent 100% spot on. I mean, even if it's in Russian, he can do it. Um, he also sings beautifully, but never on demand. And uh, singing, by the way, definitely does not get from tone deaf mum. And when he was really little, like I three, four, he used to like me reading uh, the Mr. Men books. He absolutely loved them. And it took me a while to realize that he did not have any interest in the story, which was annoying for me because you want to sit down and read a book with a child. They must sit nicely and listen to the story. The story is important. Henry is never ever interested in the story. I mean, roll forward, he's now 12. He, ha he has the most incredible skill at flicking through clips on his iPad and, you know, you, you move your finger across the bar to forward and rewind and he, he knows exactly where the sections are that he wants to watch and it's just a clip and he watches it and then he might flick somewhere else and then he goes back and rewinds. He can find that clip every single time on, on literally 20, 30, 40 different cartoons or, or films or even trailers that he likes we've always noticed that he is interested in strangely interested in words and how expressive they are and the sounds and the tone that goes with them so so needless to say we're reading Mr Busy one of his favorites and one of his favorite lines was oh look the grass needs cutting and he used to make me read that page over and over and over again and roll for maybe two or three years and we're out having a walk in the countryside and we're walking through long grass and Henry just pipes up, oh look, the grass needs cutting. And it just, the fact that he remembered, but also that it is quite appropriate, so that seeing the long grass, he, you know, I mean for us, okay, he actually knows what long grass is. That's huge because this boy doesn't communicate with us. So um, it's just legendary. He just comes out with these things, you know. You can ask him how his day at school was and you will never get an answer. And my older son, Ben, he he just has this incredible sort of innate inner self-confidence and he never gives up on engaging his brother, Henry. The rest of us will kind of, will be, you know, nine times out of ten, you just get fobbed off. And as a sibling, and especially when the older two were a bit younger than they are now, and even now, I would say it can be, can be kind of you know oh I'm trying to connect with you like you don't you don't want to say you know and it can be offending um Ben has never taken offense and he never gives up and subsequently he can often get the most out of Henry um the rest of us tend to kind of just let him be you know he's not going to answer how his day was at school why are you even asking um but Ben no won't be told and never gives up and of course Henry how was your day at school no answer no answer no answer day after day after day until eventually <laughs> out the blue hi Henry you know how was your day at school no what did he say yeah so Henry we always say Henry first to get his attention so that he knows we're talking to him because otherwise he doesn't even if you're standing right next to him and there's no one else in the room so Henry how was school and Henry just looked at it and went it's finished <laughs> and it's just it's just legendary isn't it I mean it's the truth and 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 him just saying it's finished and the look he gave Ben was like oh my god I am so sick of you asking me this question every day it is completely irrelevant what do you mean how was my day it's finished school is finished like end off doesn't exist <laughs> anymore um he 
also um oh gosh another one this was this was honestly the longest string of words we'd ever heard him say um that were his own not echolalia and he was about four years old and my daughter abby was having a little farewell party at one of her schools and all the mums were around the table and the kids were in and out the pool doing their thing i had henry on my lap and you know every class in school i mean there's always the pta type mum and there's the nosy one and there's the chatterbox and there's the you know whatever serious one and the working one who never shows up and all that that little you know <laughs> microcosm and so yes this was the very much the chatty never stop talking one and she was going on and on and on and on at the table and Henry just put his hand up towards her across the table and said stop your mouth and the whole table just went completely silent and then somebody thank goodness just started a little giggle and we just erupted because he was he was saying exactly what every single one of us was thinking but we socially know that we for some reason apparently not meant to say that and luckily this mum has a really good sense of humor and she took it really well and we were just we were just in hysterics I mean he told her no offense darling stop that thing on your face it's a mouth it's moving constantly just stop <laughs> that was brilliant I've also had a phase where, oh my goodness, I mean, this is pretty hardcore, but, you know, he, he was using very clever means when you think about it. I mean, he's super, super clever. Um, so obviously trying to facilitate playdates with Abigail and Benjamin with their friends um, takes a huge amount of effort when I have to try now curate Henry's behavior around those friends um, and even harder when the friend's parents turn up to collect them. And this happened one day, or actually happened with a couple of friends, but <laughs> actually two that I remember specifically, neither of whom have ever returned. Funny that. Um, so yeah, you know, the mums get chatting and they they are wonderful because you, you know, they oh no, he's fine. I, yes, Henry, I know autism, it's all fine. And they they carry on chatting to you. And I'm now, you know, Henry can only to tolerate so much of that, like, you know, minutes worth um, when he was sort of five, six, seven. And it's going on and on and on and chat, chat, chat. And that, that goodbye, you know, when he's heard, oh, so-and-so, your mum's come to fetch you. It's time to go. Goodbye. Him, you know, you must go. And the mum's chat, 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 chat. And Henry is starting to, you know, I can hear him in the background. I can hear those noises. I can hear him getting irritated. She's pretending to turn a blind eye because she doesn't want to be rude and that's fine he makes those noises and I'm like secretly under my breath just wishing go please just go but anyway we carry on chit chat chat and Henry eventually reaches the point of no return and went out into the garden and found the sharpest spikiest cactus leaf he could broke it off and came inside and basically pricked her on the lake Another occasion, he has actually taken a pair of scissors from the kitchen and come at a lady from behind to just give her hair a little snip. Um, and <laughs> as shocking as that is, I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to apologize for my son. I mean, I, obviously at the time, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, but he, 
that is a form of communication with Henry. He was doing the only thing he knew how without using words to actually seriously get rid of someone because all other tactics for quite a while now have not been working. And you know what? It worked fantastically. <laughs> Both occasions. Oh, gosh. I mean, other little things where, you know, it just shows how different his mind is and how it works, and but also how genius it is. He, you know, if he didn't like... The expectation around a meal and food and things we've learned over the years, oh my goodness, um, and me sort of expecting him back then to sit at a table and eat his food, um, and then also him not really knowing what to expect, and then when it doesn't meet his expectations or it isn't quite what he wanted, he can't cope, but now he's hungry, so not regulated at all, and faced with his food, and I'm got to be in my bonnet and I'm being very neurotypical and saying you will eat your food I mean honestly oh I've had to learn so much over the years and um he, like lightning I mean I, it's I'm sure other parents can resonate with this I, Henry can move like lightning even if you're near him watching him in the same room it, it, it's it's mind-blowing and like lightning, they'll just be, um, he'll sort of, um, he, no communication at all. And he will just subtly distract you somehow, act like he needs to get a drink or something, fills the cup over the water and just tips it all over the plate. So water on food, you know, I mean, you can't possibly eat that, can you? It's, it's quite clever, really. <laughs> if I left the kitchen, he would just literally whip it under the tap, the plate. I mean, and then I have to start again. And yeah, you know, it's clever. Let's face it. It's really clever. Another one was clothes. We had this this phase of him, I don't know, not wanting to wear certain clothes I put out for him and changing his mind. And I think, you know, at that age, making choices was extremely difficult for him. And yeah, he would just whip it off and put the shirt under the tap. I mean, he can't, he can't wear a shirt that's wet, can he? Or we'd throw them out the bathroom window, which is like two stories up. <laughs> onto the lane and then my neighbors would drive over the clothes and go hi I think I think someone's clothes are out the window oh gosh yes what else is there um saying goodbye I mean he's absolutely brilliant with um friends coming around for lunch sometimes it's a disaster sometimes it works wonderfully I mean we can never really tell there's never really any consistency especially when they are not well known to him and I started to figure out that if friends came around say on a Saturday and that went okay he would expect the same friends to turn up the next Saturday because that's how his body clock worked which is a bit bizarre but um yeah we'd have some friends come around or family even and he would you know sometimes I would preparing him was worse and other times I would just it would be better to just surprise him and go oh look you know oh look friends have come oh look and we open the door and Henry would take their hand and and the emotion on that person's face because they know about Henry now and they're like oh my god this special special boy he doesn't talk and like he's taking my hand it's so amazing he's calling me into the home he brings him into the home takes them straight through the home to the back door opens the back door and gently pushes them in the back and says say goodbye <laughs> oh gosh so needless to say we've had to resort to having people we know really well around rather than you know strangers or people we don't know very well and um, yeah one of my siblings favorite favorite stories to tell is going through the airport oh my gosh and we get up to yes we go fast track and we were in that queue for a little bit and we get to the front and you know the guy's checking he's got his uniform on and there's the hat you know this sort of raised up plinth 
that they sit behind and he takes the passports and obviously he needs to look at each person and they need to make eye contact. So I go up and I go, look, this is Henry. He's non-speaking, autistic. He probably won't make eye contact with you. Um, you know, he doesn't communicate. Right. So it goes through each of the passports. Henry's turn comes up. Henry, O'Dwyer, whatever. And he props himself up. Henry props himself up onto this plinth, looks this man straight in the eyes and goes, it's a perfect day to be a cat. <laughs> this man now looks at me to go, are you like, have you been telling a tall tale uh, using the fast track cue? You just said this guy doesn't talk. I mean, his siblings are creasing up. I, I am redder than I've ever been in my life. And, <laughs> and we just kind of fumble our way off. Honestly, we laughed for hours. But thinking back on it, that is a line from Top Cat, the cartoon, and, you know, the policeman and behind, and that's exactly what it looked like. So, yeah, he, he drops us in it quite a bit. Oh, hi, this is my son Henry, he doesn't speak, and then Henry just blurts out a whole sentence. It's just like, yeah, okay. Um, oh, my gosh, so many, so many stories, wonderful things, really, and just, I hope, I hope it's cheering you up, I hope it's making you smile, I hope it's making you Remember your own stories. I mean, I hear so many wonderful stories from other mums as well. We all have them um, and they should be told and celebrated and enjoyed and remembered for how utterly wonderful and crazy and incredible and different their brains are. Um, yeah, you know, Henry, oh gosh, restaurants. I don't know if anybody else says this. Um, when he was younger, going to the restaurant and he he's obviously hearing us order his, you know, plate of chips, whatever, Sprite Zero, and um, now he needs the food to come. And I mean, there's, not, you know, queuing, we all know, not, not great for autistic people. I mean, it, if it doesn't make sense to them, if there's no logical reason why they should be in that queue, they just don't get it, you know. And like, so incompetence and, you know, short-staffed and all this is not good enough. And, and I mean, hey, we, I get it. <laughs> I'm with you on there, on those. And his food is not arriving, but the table next door has got chips and the same drink. And Henry just gets up and goes over and helps himself to a chip off this man's plate and takes a sip of his drink through the straw. Oh, my God. Just one at the ground to swallow me up. Thank goodness he took it really well. Um, but there have been times when people haven't. I mean, we've had people ask a manager to ask our family to leave the restaurant. And, I mean, Henry wasn't even having a meltdown or experiencing overwhelm or anxious at all. He was just being who he is. And um, the incredible thing was that the manager told the other family they could go. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, so, yeah, you know, just um, it is okay to laugh. It really, really is. It's important. It's a celebration of who they are. And it gives us a window into their world. And even if you think it's crazy and, you know, how weird and we wouldn't do that and that's not acceptable, well, actually... Almost everything they do is right. <laughs> They're never wrong. I've said it before. And um, just to sort of end off, you know, with some of the joys, um, it is absolutely pure joy. And the type of joys that you would never expect to experience. And it's really important to hang on to those as well. Um, you know, when Henry, my son, looks into my eyes it's often as if he's kind of communicating through his eyes we we feel like he he thinks we know what he's saying through his eyes but when he makes that eye contact with you in a very 
spontaneous and engaging way and it's always on his terms in a moment that he chooses it is honestly as though he can see into your soul it is so moving we've seen that with friends of ours where henry will choose a moment to either touch them on the arm or stroke the side of their face or their cheek and it's just this kind of tingling moment it it, it cuts straight to the heartstrings it is it's absolute joy in its purest purest form um there have been times when i have been so knackered from sleep deprivation oh my gosh this boy is such a bad sleeper um and i've kind of just flaked out on the sofa three o'clock in the afternoon you know that awful time i've had a coffee and my eyes are like drooping and i'm like eating chocolate biscuits and henry more than once has come over and put a blanket over me and I don't know if anybody would actually believe that, you know, but he has. It's happened more than once. And he sat quietly for half an hour on his iPad. I mean, how he knows, I don't know. I mean, there's other times when he, he's absolutely not regulated and he might not even be distressed or well, but he's just not having any of it. And my eyes are dripping off and he keeps jumping on me to make me stay awake. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't get the blanket every time. Um you know, there's times when he's so he's so in tune with who I am, with everything. I feel like he knows every hormone, God bless him, um, that goes through my body. Every emotion is deeply important to him. He's highly intuitive. Um, and if he's really, really kind of worried about me or wanting to make me feel better or, or, or wants me to be okay, he, he finds those words. He does use them even when it's so difficult for him. And and he will say like, sorry, please, thank you. Are, are you okay? Like all in one string because he, he, he knows these words kind of tend to work for other people even though they mean absolutely jack to him. So he, he's trying to use them. You know, it's just so, so sweet and sincere. He absolutely, thankfully loves physical touch, deep pressure, hugs, cuddles, belly laughing. I mean, the, the giggles that when he find something funny that he cannot tell us about is, is is one of our most joyous moments. He is absolutely belly laughing. Sometimes it goes on for 10, 15 minutes. We have no idea what he's laughing about or what he finds so funny. And the desperation to know is like <laughs> insane, but it's just so beautiful to see him finding humor in his world. Um, he obviously absolute joy seeing Henry ride his bike, having full control, um, being free, out in nature, the things he's taught himself to do, you know, pedal, cycle, steer, figure out how to stop without using brakes or gears, um, his choice of direction, his incredible visual mental map, absolute joys, things I never in a million years thought we would get to do with him. Yeah, you know, just... Um, there's so, there's so many, Anna, and I just hope this episode has helped you get over what you have been through in the holidays because, oh my gosh, they are so, so tough. And wishing you all a good school start, a smooth school start, hopefully a prepared one, hopefully smooth transitions, hopefully, you know, their expectations are correctly set and met. And you parents of autistic children, uh, you absolutely have got to make a promise to yourself to take the first, second, third days that they go back to school, not to catch up on the huge backlog of everything in your life from laundry to WhatsApp messages with family. No, none of that. 
to actually just stop, just binge watch TV, nap on the sofa, just do what you need to do to recover. You, 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 you owe this to yourselves. Um, it's another long year ahead <laughs> and who knows what it will bring. Uh, looking forward to recording another episode soon and I will be back with the podcast in a couple of weeks. Take care.